Broadcasting live from the Business Radio X studios in the Twin Cities, it's time for Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. Now, here's your host. And hello again, everyone. Welcome to another edition of Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio. I'm John Ray, and folks, this is going to be a delicious episode. I promise you, (laughs) Uh, I've been looking forward to welcoming Tammy Mann, Tammy is with Harmony Cricket Farm. Tammy, welcome. Good morning. Thank you. Hey, it's great to have you. Let's uh, talk a little bit about you and Harmony Cricket Farm. How are you serving folks out there? Well, um, what we're doing right now is we we currently are making crave-worthy foods powered with cricket protein. We believe our current food system is not sustainable as it is right now. So we're on a mission but to make crave-worthy food that is fundamentally better for the world and our bodies. And I'm starting with cookies. Awesome. That's a good place to start. I like that. Um, uh, and I'm going to just tell people right now, I've had the cookies and they're awesome. And we'll get more into that in a second. But, but before we dive deeply there, Tammy, let's talk about why this is such a passion for you. I mean, why, why, why crickets and what, what t- talk about your journey personally. Yeah. Uh, thanks for asking. Um, I like to tell my story because it's, it's kind of in line with, I think, so many American people who come up to my booth or see me in stores. They say, why are you doing this with bugs? And I'm like, here's how it all started. I was training for triathlons and looking for a really good protein. Um, that meat, meat kind of brought me down and weighed me down. And I'm gluten, gluten intolerant. And um, it was just hard to find something that really gave me energy and was also good for my gut health because I have some gut issues. Uh, and a friend had told me they heard people were drinking cricket protein uh, in, their, in their smoothies. And I thought, just like everybody else, you mean the bug? <laughs> uh, wow. So, yeah. um, so I did some research and I found a company uh, in Canada and I ordered some cricket protein flour. and. Honestly, I was afraid to take it. I kept it on my shelf for a couple of weeks. And finally, one day I'm like, all right, I just, I got to go for it. And I put it in my smoothie and, um, I didn't like it. it the taste was very strong, very mm-hmm. earthy. Mm-hmm. And I plugged my nose and just did it anyway. It wasn't, it wasn't cheap and I didn't want to waste it. So every day I did it and I'm glad I did. Cause what I noticed was game changing results. I had more energy. I wasn't hungry as fast. My gut health had never felt so good. I was, I wasn't sure what was going on, and but the only variable I changed was my protein powder. So I started researching and ordering cricket flour from everywhere I could find because I was hoping I could find something that tasted better, and I did. Um, and then I started looking for products that tasted good with cricket because I wanted to figure out how can I get more of this in me because it certainly is good for me. And I was struggling to find anything that I thought tasted good. Um, and then I was in my research, starting to learn more about the, the planet and where we're at and how our food system, you know, is such an uh, attributor to global, you know, the, the gases and kind of everything that's going on. Yeah. You know, if you think about what livestock takes from our planet and raising, even, even raising um, soybeans, everything requires land and water. And then I started learning about how little crickets require and how good it is for the planet. And I thought, this is kind of the perfect little thing. It's so good for you. It's so good for the planet. 
unfortunately, I can't find anything that tastes good. Mm. And then I decided, I think I can do this. I think I can make it taste good. And I just started working in the kitchen really hard on um, my favorite thing, which I think brings, you know, when I think about a cookie, I think about growing up and just, it was always, it always felt so good when you came home and there was fresh cookies or my grandma worked in the Betty Crocker kitchens and um, she was always making fresh cookies. And so I think about cookies and I think happy thoughts. So I thought, why not start with something that brings people pleasure mm. in a positive way and make sure it's darn good. You know, forget about the fact that there's crickets in there. That's just a benefit, but um, let's make sure it's really yummy. And, and that's kind of how it all started. Yeah. But because you started out with a, you kind of had to get past the, the original taste and so that I, I guess that puts you on a path to saying, "Hey, I want to make this taste good." So people's first impression of of crickets is, you know, consuming cricket flour is a good one, right? Correct. Yeah. Yes. And when people ask me, um, when people eat my cookies and they say it doesn't taste like a cricket, I have to laugh. I'm like, "Well, <laughs> so so what do you think a cricket tastes like?" And then we have to have a conversation because I think. An analogy I have is um, not all crickets are the same. So I said, and just like a, all wine comes from a grape, all wine does not taste the same. Everybody has a different palate. For mm. me, the crickets that I use, I um, prefer them because they're mild. They have a lightly nutty flavor and they, they don't have that crazy gamey taste. And, and that's what I, I think most Americans are going to like is, is uh, it's just really good food. <laughs> yeah, yeah, for sure. Now, I want to get into the, the the health benefits in a second, and that's part of your mission. But but let's talk about kind of the the, the bigger picture here that you referred to when you talked about uh, how uh, this is good for the planet. Mm-hmm. Um, dig into that a little more, and I, and I guess you know, in terms of you know what what the comparisons are. You said. Uh, uh, crickets don't take as much land usage as much, you know, of, of uh, resourceful uh, use of resources of the planet as uh, beef and other proteins. Talk, talk more about that. Yeah. So that was one of the things that kind of was a catalyst for me to really dive deeper into cricket world. Is and I realized when I realized because you know we always hear about um, global warming and you know how our planet is in a really bad state. What I didn't realize was, is how food is one of the number one contributors to that problem. And then when you do the research on the amount of uh, land and water that livestock takes and the demand, especially Americans have, we, we eat a lot of meat, um, that just generates uh, a bigger problem. So the cows are giving off the CO2 gas emissions. They're, they're, they're requiring 2,000 times more water than a cricket. And of course, they need land. Um, so, you know, there's that where crickets, they like to be in small spaces. They can be raised as in a simple place as a warehouse. So if you think about that, they can be anywhere. Mm. Um, they, they require very little water. Um, everybody laughs. They're like, so cricket farts must be really small. They must not give off much gas. I'm like, (laughs) yeah, I guess that's one way to put it. (laughs) So so my kids like to talk about it like that. Um, so, you know, um, from that standpoint, and what I'm trying to research now is also, if you think about plant-based proteins, 
plant-based, uh, well, the good news is plants are starting to, they're learning how to do a lot of vertical farming and all of that. That's fantastic. But it still requires a lot of plants and nuts require a lot of water. Again, mm. crickets don't. Um, and I'm, so I'm not saying we shouldn't have meat and I'm not saying we shouldn't have plant-based proteins. I'm just saying we should start opening up our minds to other alternatives, you know, because it's going to help us keep our planet in a good place for the people who have to follow behind us. For sure. Now you talked about, uh, better gut health. You talked about, uh, and one of the things I heard in there is, uh, uh, it, it's a great protein for folks that are uh, gluten-free. Right. It's a great protein for folks who are, are gluten-free. And it's also a great protein. Um, my business partner, Susan Otten, is a vegan. And this mm. is a touchy subject because I'm not a vegan, but I've talked to many vegans mm-hmm. and veg- or vegetarians or flexitarians. Um, and some are interested in cricket. Uh, some, of course, won't even have honey. You know, there's, it's a mind, it's a personal choice. What they're liking about the cricket is it's a complete protein. So it has all your amino acids. It has mm-hmm. your B12s, omega-3, omega-6. Um, and it has, it's got a great chitin fiber. So it's really nice for your gut health. Um, but it's, when you're a vegan, it's hard to get all of those, those things in plant-based proteins. Um, so I know, I know people who have been using it are saying it's been pretty game-changing for how they feel. Hmm. Terrific. Now you mentioned, uh, how crickets are grown and there's a lot less space. They can be grown inside so forth. Where do your crickets come from? That's a great question too. A lot of people ask that my crickets come from Bali. And the reason I have chosen them is I, I reached out to every cricket farm I could find. And there's some great ones here in Minnesota, even making really good crickets. The, the only problem I had was price and scalability, being able to get enough crickets when I need them, and then just the price of the cricket. And um, also raising them here, crickets like 80-degree weather. When you're here, you have to heat a facility. Um, our cricket farmer in Bali is uh, doing a lot. They've been doing a lot of research for a lot of years. They've, they've got it nailed down nice and tight. They're in a sterile environment. Um, they're very transparent about their processes, about how well they care for the cricket and the people who they, that work for them. And I just love, I love the product. And that must've been quite a journey to figure out where to source your crickets in -hmm. terms of, uh, you know, getting the, the type of cricket that, as you said, did not taste earthy, that had the kind of taste you wanted. Yeah, it was uh, a journey. It was a lot of eating. I did a lot of eating in 2020 Mm. (laughs) (laughs) because I just, I, um, I wanted to just, I wanted to not only get their cricket flour from all these places, then I wanted to test it in my recipes to see how it would work out. Um, and you know, um, they're not all the same. It's just a, and it's, I think it's personal preference. My preference is very much, I wanted a very mild flavor. Um, and I wanted to know it was, they were organically fed. I wanted to know that uh, it was a, a sterile environment that the government approved of. And, you know, I just needed to know I was having a safe ingredient. Um, no questions asked. So, yeah. yeah. But I have, but I do want to give a shout out. There are some great crickets locally too. And some people who are putting a lot of hard work. It's a lot of hard work, you know, raising crickets. They have a short life cycle. 
And you have to be a part of every step of that to transition them to their, to their next stage. And um, it's a, it's a great thing that people are doing because it, the more, the more crickets that are being produced in these warehouses, Mm -hmm. um, the more opportunity there is for people to have fresh crickets. Yeah, for sure. I bet you those warehouses are loud. (laughs) No, you know, I thought that too. Really? Um, I thought, boy, I'm going to, I love the sound of a cricket, by the way. I think, I think it's a beautiful sound. Um, so I was kind of disappointed when I went and saw a cricket farm. I was like, why are they not singing? Well, apparently here's the thing is, um, crickets don't live, they don't live past a certain stage. So when a male it's the males that sing mm-hmm. and they're euthanized before they get to that stage. Ah, gotcha. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Darn it. <laughs> oh yeah. That's too bad. Um, uh, Tammy Mann is with us folks and she is with Harmony Cricket Farm. Um, so, uh, Tammy, l- l- let's, let's talk a little bit about, um, you mentioned the, the cookie, um, you know, why cookies? I mean, why introduce folks to your product through cookies? Um, but I would imagine there's a lot of folks that just, they don't want to try and trying is the issue, right? Getting people to just bite into it. Right. Yep. That is the issue. And, um, I'm pleasantly surprised that every weekend seems to show more and more promise. When I was just at a food festival last weekend here in Minneapolis, we literally sold out of every single thing. Um, and, I couldn't believe it. I made way more than I thought we were going to need, brought way more than I thought we were going to sell. Um, but we were, we were um, being met with so many people who said, who came up and said, crickets, this is the protein of the future. We love what you're doing. Thank you for doing this. You know, we were hearing this type of stuff. Oh, wow. they, knew, they knew all of that. They were excited about it, but yet they were still kind of in that curious, uh, should I try the cookie? I'm not sure. And, um, so, so I don't force it, you know, I'm like, Hey, it's personal. And when you're ready, you're ready. It took me a couple of weeks, so I'm not going to make you just have my cookie, but I promise that every single person who's had my cookie has loved my cookie. So I'm just going to say that. And then usually people, I'd say 99.9% of them tried it and, and then they loved it and they were really excited. And then, um, well, they, they bought it. Uh, it's just a, it's just going to be a journey of getting more people to, to try because my goal is, is to make cricket protein a part of everyday life and showing how it can work into really into food and make it really tasty is going to be how we do it. Now, folks, I'm one of those people. I went on <laughs> <laughs> in preparation for this show. I went on Tammy's website. I bought a, a package of butterscotch cookies and chocolate chip cookies I thought I was going to like the chocolate chip best. I loved, loved, loved the butterscotch. So I can't recommend them enough. They were, well, both of them were awesome, but I was just, I was very pleasantly surprised by how great those butterscotch cookies were. Ah, oh, thank you. Yeah. I, that, I made those selfishly for myself. I started with the chocolate chip because I thought that's what my kids love mm-hmm. and, um, and that's what people seem to love. And then I just, uh, in my, practice. I mean, I made, I don't even know how many variations, definitely over 50 recipes were, were made to get to the right cookie. Um, but, um, all the way down to what kind of chocolate chip should I use, you know, and then it was looking at the ingredient labels and what's in these chocolate chips and 
no sitting in, it's, it's not a bad thing to do, sit and taste test chocolate chips. And mm-hmm. telling you it's pretty fun. But um, I thought that too. But then I started going, but what do I like? What if I made a cookie for myself? And that's where, <laughs> that's where the butterscotch came in. There you go. There you go. <laughs> now uh, let's talk about, uh, let's talk about your products. You, you started out with cookies uh, that are packaged and freshly baked, but you're, you're, you're making a change. So talk about that. Yeah. So, um, what we're hearing is people want our product and we want to sell it in retail stores. And to do that, things have to be shelf stable, meaning they have to sit on the shelf and be able to last there for a year. Our cookies are, are intended to be eaten fresh. I can only make cookies so fast. So mm-hmm. that's not going to work out. So, um, so we backed into um, how can we get this to the public? And so now we have our cookies in a mixed form. And I'm really excited about that because you get more cookies out of the deal. You get over a dozen cookies and it costs, it'll cost less for you. And um, all you need to do is take butter and an egg. So it's even easier than your instant cake mix. Butter, egg, and ta-da, you look like a rock star. You've got all these fresh, warm cookies in your house. Wow. Might I say they're also gluten-free because I'm gluten-free. So mm-hmm. I, um, I struggled to find good gluten-free baked goods. So that was kind of another thing is um, making sure they're, they're gluten-free because gut health, you know, <laughs> goes yeah. back to that. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Absolutely. So um, uh, do you have cricket flour on its own that you can use in other recipes? Yeah. So we sell the pure cricket flour, um, and that's been really good for people who are trying to um, not have the sugar because they want a cookie, but some folks just can't have sugar. Mm-hmm. Um, but they want, and and also for people who really just want the the um, nutritional benefits of cricket, I say you can eat cookies all day long, and please do. <laughs> mm-hmm. But it, but if you take the flour and you start adapting that into your recipes. Uh, and trying to, I, I recommend a quarter cup a day to really feel the benefits. Um, uh, that's kind of the way to go. So we sell that. And then on my website, I've started to post recipes because at home when I'm making things I'm, and I come up with something that I think is pretty fun or I try a recipe I find on Instagram, I uh, do a little shout out to whoever made that recipe. And then I say, but now I've added cricket protein. So now there's more nutritional benefits and I'm doing something good for the planet here. So, uh, instead of eating all the meat that I used to eat. <laughs> yeah. So g- give us a few examples of, of the kind of recipes that you've, uh, adapted, uh, for, uh, cricket flour use. Okay. So, um, things that are saucy, uh, like, um, stews and soups, or, uh, I love a good Indian dish. Any of those types of things are so easy because it's a no brainer. Just dump it into the sauce and mm-hmm. away you go. Um, I've made oh, one of my favorites so far is a black bean veggie burger that I like a lot because when I'm trying to not have meat, a lot of the meat substitutes I find are really high in gluten. So I try making my own veggie burger and added a bunch of cricket protein to that. And um, what I'll do is I serve it to my whole family to just kind of get, and I don't tell them about the cricket. Uh, by the way, cricket is a crustacean. So I'm just going to really quickly make sure to say when people say they're going to play a joke on their friends and give them the cricket cookies and not tell them they're eating a cricket. I'm like, you better find out if they have allergies, food Mm. allergies, because although we're gluten-free and we're nut-free, 
crickets are a crustacean. So, you know, uh, be aware that if someone has that food allergy, you don't want to play that joke. Right. So my, my family is, is fine. So I, I put in so many dishes that they don't even know they're, they're eating and they never, they never comment. Mm. So, yeah. So, uh, my oatmeal, my smoothies, protein balls, I've got some cookie recipes that, that I share that, um, actually some of my followers have shared with me that are lower in sugar. And so they're, um, better for people who are trying to reduce their sugar. So, um, another follower made this amazing vegan, uh, peanut butter rice crispy bar that was unbelievable. And uh, I share that, I share that recipe. Uh, yeah, so there's a lot of talented people out there doing some pretty good stuff with the with our cricket flower. Uh, you, you're illustrating the value of getting raving fans, right? Right. You you really do get right. You get good fans, and they turn up to um, teach you a thing or two about how to cook. Yeah. Wow, that's awesome. That's awesome. Tammy Mann is with us, folks, and she is with Harmony Cricket Farm. Let's talk about what what's next. I mean, you're out there uh, doing food festivals and and uh, uh, various events, setting up and and letting uh, folks try your product. You know what what does the next uh, uh, year or two look like for you and the trajectory of your company? What are your plans? Well, currently, the reason that we're adapting our product into to the powder is to get into retail and to sell more aggressively online to generate more sales. My first year was kind of um, confirming that I had something viable to people. My MVP, I guess, now that I've, I've been in so many business classes this past year, it's funny. I used to be a creative director and now my brain is all business. Mm-hmm. But, um, but testing my MVP, making sure I had something worth talking about and, um, and now identifying uh, how does my mission to help with the food system how does that translate into the future? And um, by making cricket protein an everyday part of our food system with crave-worthy foods that people love is, is the vision. Um, so what does that look like? I haven't decided what the next thing is going to be, but I think first steps are getting those cookies into more hands. Um, and then we'll take it from there. But um, making sure that everything we make is made with the promise that it's going to be something that if it's in your pantry, you're going to want to eat it all the time. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> I always say it's kind of like my Ben and Jerry's ice cream in the freezer. I hate it that it's there, and I love it that it's there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I hear you on that. Um, uh, well, that's great. Well, so, um, and, and again, I'm just going to uh, give an unabashed shout-out, and you, you're not paying me to do this. In fact, I paid for the cookies, so you, and, I, <laughs> I, and I did that deliberately. Um, um, uh, folks, I, I ordered them, and they're terrific. I encourage you to get on the website, which uh, Tammy's going to give you here in a second, and uh, uh, try them out. I think you'll be glad you did, particularly if you're in need of the kind of health benefits that Cricket Flyer can offer. So, uh, Tammy, let's get to the most important question, which is how folks can get in touch, uh, uh, learn more, and uh, order. Great. Yeah. Um, So, currently, our website is the best platform, and it's harmonycricket.farm. Um, and I always love to hear from people. There's a little thing that says, you know, email us or ask questions. Those emails, they all come to me. So I'm happy to answer any questions people have. And then I also share recipes and a blog to kind of talk about different things I'm learning along my journey. Awesome. Now, social media or social media places folks can connect? Oh, social media. Yeah, we're on Facebook and Instagram, Harmony Cricket Farm. 
So, um, and then LinkedIn. Awesome. So, yeah. Terrific. Uh, Tammy Mann, she's the founder and CEO of Harmony Cricket Farm. Tammy, this has been terrific and delicious. Thank you. (laughs) Thank you so much. Have a great day. Yeah, thank you. Uh, Yeah, thanks. Folks, just a quick reminder that uh, you can find our show on all the major podcast platforms. Minneapolis St. Paul Business Radio is a, a suggested search term if you want to find the show. And here's my unabashed request. I want you to find the show and subscribe, please. But give us a five-star review. And it's not about me. It's not about Business Radio X. It's about our great guest, uh, folks like Tammy, who deserve to be found. And um, and to uh, uh, people can connect, learn more about them, and uh, use their product or service. So that's what it's all about here on Business Radio X is promoting the great work of business leaders uh, like Tammy and the other folks that we've had on the show. So if you could do that for us, we'd greatly appreciate it. If you want to know more about our network, you can go to businessradiox.com and uh, find out more about us there. If you want to connect with me directly, uh, you can email me, jray at businessradiox.com. So for my guest, Tammy Mann with Harmony Cricket Farm, I'm John Ray. Join us next time here on Minneapolis-St. Paul Business Radio.